Remember the good old days before Microsoft Word had autosave? You'd type up some important document and then your computer would freeze and you'd lose hours of work just because you forgot to hit save? Well, that's what it's like going online without ExpressVPN. Every time you're connected to an unencrypted network, whether it's in an airport, a hotel, a cafe, or anywhere, your online data is not secure. Any person on that same network who knows what they're doing can gain access to your personal data. Bank logins, credit card details, passwords, all the stuff you don't want people seeing. Unfortunately, hacking has become much easier than it used to be. People don't even have to be exceptionally skilled to do it, and there's a lot of money to be made by selling your information on the dark web. ExpressVPN stops hackers from stealing your data by creating a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. It's incredibly easy to use. Once the app is running, you literally click one button to get protected. And it works on your phone, laptop, tablet, and more, so you can stay protected on the go. I've been using ExpressVPN for a little while now, and I can rest easy knowing my info is safe and secure. I've heard horror stories of people who've been hacked, and it sounds like a massive pain to try to get any resolution in the aftermath, so I am not interested in finding out what that process is like. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slashfilm, and you can get an extra three months free. expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year has gone by incredibly quickly, but it's always nice to pause and take stock. What's something you're proud of in 2024 so far? What's something you still want to accomplish this year? I know I'm guilty of falling into a routine and not always thinking about the bigger picture, but as the great Ferris Bueller once said, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. So it's crucial to take a moment to celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. Therapy can help you contextualize your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. As you surely know by now, it's not only for people who have experienced major trauma. Therapy is helpful in all kinds of ways, including learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you've been considering trying therapy, check out BetterHelp. It's fully online and was specifically designed to be flexible and customizable to your schedule. To get started, just fill out a brief questionnaire that matches you up with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com FilmDaily today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash film daily. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Thursday, November 18th, 2021. On today's episode of the show, we're going to be talking about the latest film and TV news. My name is Ben Pearson. I am a senior writer at SlashFilm.com, and I'm joined on today's episode by Slash Film senior writer and chief film critic, Chris Evangelista. Hello. All right, Chris, big news in your world. Martin Scorsese has announced a new movie, or uh, there's been an announcement about a new Martin Scorsese movie, I guess is a more accurate way of saying that. So why don't you tell me about this new Scorsese project? Yes. So Martin Scorsese is making a biopic about the Grateful Dead, and uh, Jonah Hill is going to play uh, Jerry Garcia, who was the front man of the Grateful Dead until he died in uh, 1995. So, yeah, <laughs> there, there's that. You know, I know uh, musician biopics have gotten really bad lately. They, you know, they sort of all fall into the same sort of uh, format that was very successfully parodied by uh, the very funny movie Walk Hard. And you would think after Walk Hard came out, everyone would be like, all right, we have to stop making these movies. But no, <laughs> Hollywood has just doubled down and kept making these movies where it's, they all sort of just follow the similar formula. Uh, that said, I think we can we can safely say that whatever Martin Scorsese does here, it won't be that because he's too good a filmmaker to, to fall into that crappy old formula that so many other 
musical biopics have nowadays. So I don't know Scorsese's uh, filmography well enough to know the answer to this question, but I'm sure you do. Has he ever made a biopic before? Uh, the Aviator is a biopic. Oh, right. Uh, of course. Hughes. Um, and you could even argue that Goodfellas is kind of a biopic is, you know, it's based on the life of Henry Hill. So yeah, he's, he's dabbled in this, this, this sub genre before. The Aviator feels like a relatively, um, I don't know, like, a. Uh, I don't know, normal is the word that's coming to mind, uh, but just like sort of straight down the middle type of movie. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen that one. But yeah, I, I have to imagine like you are saying, he's going to, he's got to do something different in, uh, to sort of break away from the traditional formula for a biopic. Do you know much about the um, the Grateful Dead, Chris? Are you a, are you a deadhead? Secretly? No, I, I know that I know, don't really care for them. I've tried to get into them several times. Like I used to work with this guy who was like, he was much older than me and he was very much like a stoner guy from the seventies. And mm-hmm. he used to always like play the Grateful Dead. We, we, I worked at the, I'm getting into a whole story about myself. Basically where we worked, he would play their music and I would try to give it a chance. I just, you know, I don't really, you know, I don't think it's like bad. It's just, not, I don't really dig jam band stuff. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, they're not for me. So, but it, so I'm really conflicted about this because like, I don't care about the Grateful Dead, but I can't say no to a new Scorsese movie. So I'm, yeah. you know, I'm obviously going to see this yeah definitely um man so yeah i don't really know too much about the grateful dead either um jonah hill seems like a an interesting choice i mean it's obviously somebody who he has a good working relationship with martin scorsese um the writing here the writing team is really interesting to me scott alexander and larry karzuski yeah um that that seems like uh those guys are really good at at biopic things they wrote ed wood they wrote uh the people versus larry flint they wrote dolomite is my name they wrote the first season of american crime story the people versus oj simpson which could be sort of thought of as a biopic so that they're really good at screenplays about real people and real life events so that Mm. you know the combination of scorsese and them has me has me much more excited than i ever thought i would be for anything about the Grateful Dead. So yeah, <laughs> for sure. Okay, so let's move on to uh, the the story about a potential Point Break sequel series. This is kind of interesting. So uh, the writer of Point Break, his name is um, W. Peter Illiff, appeared on a uh, another podcast called Script Apart recently. It's a great, a great podcast. I recommend you guys check that out if you're not subscribed to it already. But he uh, revealed that he's written a Point Break TV show that revolves around the daughter of Johnny Utah, who's the undercover agent played by Keanu Reeves in the original movie. And basically the the premise as he lays it out is that uh, Johnny Utah has been missing and his body hasn't been found and he's been reported dead for many years. And there's this big mystery about where he is. Uh, It's revealed that he is not actually dead and his daughter has now joined the FBI and she gets involved with an eco-terrorist movement Uh, And there are two sides. There are people who are trying to get corporations to do the right thing to save our planet. And then there are those who will put a gun in their hand and maybe rob a bank to fund their more violent approach. The FBI is after those people. She is sent to go deep undercover with this group. And it's the same question as in Point Break. Which side of the badge are you on? So before we go any further, Chris, what do you think about the the idea um, of a potential Point Break follow up in this way? Uh, I don't know how I feel, man. I, I love Point Break. It's like, honestly, one of my all time favorite movies, but I would rather see it than like read it. Also, like, 
it's not Keanu Reeves again. And obviously Patrick Swayze can't be in it because he's no longer with us. And his character died anyway at the end of that movie. And mm-hmm. Catherine Bigelow isn't involved. So I feel like all the elements that made me love Point Break aren't actually going to be in this book. So yeah. it's, it's hard for me to get too excited about it. Yeah. So, I mean, he he basically has said, like, the, the reason that it might not happen um, as a as a show as intended is because the... Um, production company that owns the rights to it made an offer to Keanu Reeves for him to executive produce the show, not to star in it, but to executive produce it. And he's just very, very busy. And uh, so this guy, the writer suggests that he may have to retitle this idea to something completely else, you know, something totally different. And he says, I I would rename the characters, but in our hearts, we would know it's the continuation of the point break story. And I almost feel like that might be the better outcome here sort of for the reasons that you laid out because those main players are not involved. I mean, even James Cameron worked on the script for the original movie in an uncredited uh, capacity. So um, yeah, if none of those folks are, uh, are around for, for this version um, it's yeah, going to be tough to capture that same sort of lightning in a bottle energy that made that first movie so great. And especially the, uh, the central dynamic between uh, Keanu Reeves' character and Patrick Swayze's character, that sort of like homoerotic, like bromance, uh, you know, sort of brotherhood kind of vibe yeah. is going to be different here because the the main character is Utah's daughter. And uh, the writer explained that the, the sort of Patrick Swayze, Bodie um, equivalent in this movie is a solo mountain climber named Cypress. And it's a guy. So like the the entire sexual chemistry of the movie is going to be thrown into a a whole different realm by having a female uh, lead and a a male uh, like Bodhi figure instead of the two dudes from the original movie, basically. So um, yeah, I'm I'm curious as a huge fan of Point Break, but I'm with you. I think maybe hopefully if this happens, uh, it will happen under a different title. And then we can just like think about the what if scenario, uh, you know, uh, after the fact. So, yeah. uh, all right. So lastly, uh, it's a short episode of the podcast today, but yeah, the, I wanted to talk to you about this, uh, this under siege reboot that has been announced recently. Tell me about that. Yeah. So, uh, Timo Chayanto, who is a, a really great genre director, action director, particularly is going to, helm a remake of uh under siege for hbo max under siege is uh a 1992 film starring steven seagal and i think it's like the only steven seagal movie that has like a fresh rating on rotten tomatoes it's like one of the it's one of his rare good movies and i say good as in like legitimately good not good as in like I had fun watching this terrible Steven Seagal movie. I was going to uh, say, Chris, that it, this seems like a movie that you would actually have seen and, and maybe even enjoyed. So it sounds like oh, you like this one. I love it. It's from um, Andrew Davis, who directed uh, The Fugitive. And The Fugitive is like one of my all-time favorite movies, too. And uh, Tommy Lee Jones, who is also in The Fugitive, is in this. But he plays the, uh, the bad guy in this. He's very memorable because... Uh, Tommy Lee Jones doesn't really go over the top that often. I think like the only other action, uh, incident I can think of is like Batman Forever, mm-hmm. where he plays Two Face, but he's he's really over the top of this. But he's having a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I, I love the original Under Siege. Uh, and normally I'd be like, eh, you don't need a remake of that. But I really like uh, Timo Chianto's films. Um, he, he has a, a really great uh, movie called The Night Comes for Us, which is just really really cool uh it just kicks all kinds of ass <laughs> it's on it's on it's on netflix if you, if you haven't seen it. it's like insanely violent and it puts 
pretty much every Hollywood action movie that's been released in the last like 10 years to shame because the fights are just like incredible. So his involvement alone has me interested in this, even though, you know, I love that original. So there's no word yet on whether or not Steven Seagal would come back. I have to imagine that since this is a reboot for HBO Max, he's not going to be the main character again. It's not a sequel. Um, He might show up in some sort of cameo capacity or something. But I'm going to put you on the spot here, Chris. I'm not as interested in who stars in this movie, who takes over the Seagal role as this undercover or not undercover, but like former Navy SEAL uh, cook who who is on a, a like a what an aircraft carrier or something. Yeah, in it's like a Navy battleship. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. He used to be like the, he's like the world's deadliest man, but now he works as a cook. On yeah. His ship. So, <laughs> so he just, uh, it's basically um, like die hard on the water. If you haven't yeah, seen under much. siege. So um, I, I'm not really as interested in who stars in this movie in that role, but I am interested in the Tommy Lee Jones equivalent part, because as you mentioned, he just really dials it up. There's this great picture in the article, the screenshot that we have at, at, in the article at slash film of, of uh, Tommy Lee Jones' costume in this movie. And he is just, he's rocking a bandana and some aviators and like this absurd leather jacket and a tie-dye t-shirt. I mean, it just looks like he is having a total blast. So who would you want to see step into that type of role? Maybe somebody like even unexpected and have that level of fun in what we have to presume is going to be a pretty hard-hitting action movie. You know who would be really good for that is Ethan Hawke. Get Ethan Hawke in this. Oh, man. That's and great. let him go crazy. Uh, and I think he would have, like, an absolute blast because Ethan Hawke, Ethan Hawke can go big when he wants to, and I, I feel like he could be really fun in that role. So get Ethan Hawke to do it. There you go. Or just bring Tommy Lee Jones back now that he's, like, <laughs> what is he, like, 75? But, like... <laughs> He's still like, I would be amazed. Let's see how old Tommy Lee Jones is. Oh, wow. Man, something. that would be unbelievable. If he came back and just Tommy did Lee Jones like, is 75. Well, I got that right. So yeah, have him come back now. <laughs> just playing just the same character. A beat for beat recreation yeah. of his exact performance. Oh, man. I, <laughs> oh, no digital de-aging. Just the 75-year-old Tommy Lee Jones. I would love that. Amazing, um, yes. All right. Well, HBO Max, if you're if you're listening, you know what to do. So, yeah. uh, that's going to bring us to the end of today's episode of Slash Film Daily. You can find more about all the stories that we mentioned on today's show at SlashFilm.com and linked inside the show notes of this episode. Slash Film Daily is published every weekday, bringing you the most exciting news from the world of movies and TV, as well as deeper dives into the great features you can find on the site. You can subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps, and send us your feedback, questions, comments, concerns, and mailbag topics at peter at slashfilm.com. Make sure to leave your name and general geographic location in case we mention your email on the air. Don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, spread the word. Thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow.